Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how to pick new habits that you'll actually stick to with help from Stanford behavior scientist, Dr. BJ Fogg. Then you'll learn about the best time of day to exercise. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you want to make big changes in your life, research says you should start small. And today we have a special guest to explain why. Dr. BJ Fogg is a behavior scientist who's run a research lab at Stanford University for more than 20 years. We talked about his Fogg method for changing behavior around this time last year on Curiosity Daily. And right when we entered 2020, he published his newest book, Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. I have been reading and implementing lessons from the book, and trust me, it's good stuff. Dr. Fogg told us that he wrote the book to help people see that traditional ideas about how to form new habits are not only wrong and misleading, they can actually set you up to fail. He says change isn't really that hard, it's just that we weren't taught how to do it the right way. Like relying on willpower alone? Not going to help you form a new habit. Seriously. Here's why sheer willpower won't cut it and what you should do instead. When people just focus on abstractions, like, oh, I'm going to reduce my stress, or I'm going to get fit, or I'm going to be more productive, and I'm going to motivate myself toward those things, that's, that's not an effective combination. You know, just sticking with that abstract thing. And sometimes people think that, oh, I'm going to exercise every day at the gym is specific. It's not specific enough. And then if they focus on, I'm just going to motivate myself somehow magically to get myself to do something I don't want to do, that doesn't work well. So instead, get really specific about what new behavior, new habits you want, and make sure it is a new habit you want, not something you feel like you should have. But people tend to do the opposite. That's kind of a fine line though, right? Like I know that I felt really good when I was on a yoga program and I was doing yoga Mm -hmm. three days a week for three months. And I I know I felt really good, but I don't always really feel like doing yoga, but I know that the end result is what I want. So how do you splice that out? Yeah. So that, that's, that is one of the trickier problems, but there's definitely an approach to it. If you feel like some part of you wants to do yoga then try yoga, And sometimes that will blossom into like, oh, my gosh, I love yoga. I can't imagine going a day without yoga and so on. But sometimes it'll be like, oh, man, do I really have to go to yoga again? And if your response is the second, then step back and reevaluate and think, what other thing could I be doing to be fit or mindfulness or whatever that is that yoga is doing for you? For example, in my own life, let me give an example. Meditation is a very hard habit to wire in. And because I practice habits so much, I could I, I could create the habit of meditation, but I replaced it with the habit of playing my tenor recorder, which is a kind of flute, every morning. And that, at least for me, serves a very similar purpose as meditation, but I love playing the recorder. I, I get up first thing in the morning after I do the bathroom stuff, I sit down in the dark and I play the recorder, which is a better activity for me than what I thought I was doing with meditation. Focus on new habits you want because you can readily make those habits and the shoulds really hard to make those true habits. Now you can force yourself or use willpower to do that, but that's usually a temporary fix. 
you know, when it comes to stress reduction or productivity or nutrition or fitness or relationships, there are dozens, if not hundreds of ways to achieve positive outcomes. And in Tiny Habits, I walk people through step by step. How do you figure out what are the best habits for you? And I call those golden behaviors. And so the opportunity is there are lots of golden behaviors out there. And all you have to do is go through these pretty simple steps to discover them. And then it's then you can wire them into your life. Ashley, Cody, why don't you give me a topic or a domain and then I'll break it down or together we'll break it down and, and show how this can work. Oh, OK. You, something big like save money. Save money's good. So in the approach that I talk about in Tiny Habits and the broader approach is what we call behavior design. You take that thing, save more money. First step, once you get clear on that, is it really save more money or is it save a $500 emergency fund or is it, you know, save a million for retirement? You, you clarify that initial aspiration. And in this case, I'm going to fast forward without consulting you guys <laughs> and say it's really about saving a $500 emergency fund. Uh, well, then really what you're designing for is the outcome of having saved up, say, $500 in emergency funds. So, boom, step one's done. Step two is to go into this mode that I call magic wanding. Imagine you have a magic wand and you can get yourself to do any behavior that would lead to the result of the $500 emergency fund. What would you wish for? What would you get yourself to do? So at this stage, you're not being realistic. You're being creative and optimistic and you come up with a whole bunch of different behaviors you might do oh i would do direct deposit of 10 percent of my checking account oh i would empty my pockets every day after work into this change star and oh i would make a lunch every day rather than buying it and you could come up with dozens of these once you have a broad set of these behaviors then you get realistic and say which of these let's say two dozen potential behaviors is the best one for me. Rather than forcing yourself to do bad matches, you find the best one. And the best new habits will have three characteristics. Number one, it needs to be effective at the aspiration. So it needs to be effective at helping you create the $500 emergency fund in this case. Number two, it needs to be a behavior you want to do. For example, if you don't want to make lunches, well, that's not a good one for you. Pick something else. And then it needs to be a behavior you can do. So those three criteria, impact, wanting to do, and the ability to do, you look for the best fit from the 20 or 30 different options that you magic wanted. And those are the ones you design for and you forget all the rest. So in behavior design, there's a process. And I map this out step by step in Tiny Habits where you don't guess at what is the new habit or the best way for me to change. There's a systematic way to figure that out. Now you know how to design new habits. If you want to learn why those habits should be tiny, then tune in tomorrow for the second half of our conversation with Dr. BJ Fogg. And you can find a link in today's show notes to pick up his book, Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. Thanks to the lockdown, some of us are home pretty much all day, every day which is freeing in a way. I mean, we can choose to exercise virtually any time we want. But to get the biggest impact, when is the best time to exercise? Well, that all depends on your goals. Research shows that morning and evening workouts have their own benefits. So morning may be best if your goal is to lose weight. 
Some people swear by fasted training, where you exercise right after waking up and before eating breakfast. Cardio on a full stomach causes discomfort in some people, while others believe this helps burn more fat. But the science on that is mixed. Morning may also be the best time for sticking to a workout routine. Last-minute obligations pop up more often in the evening, and a long day working can sap your willpower to exercise in the evening. Also, many people believe that working out at night makes it harder to get to sleep. But science says there isn't much truth in that. In reality, any exercise at any time of day will actually improve your sleep quality. But if you trust yourself to stay consistent, the evening has plenty of benefits too. Like, it's great for harder workouts. Your core body temperature rises throughout the day, and since warmer muscles are more flexible, there's less risk in the evening of injury from high-intensity exercise. And guess what else is higher later in the day? Testosterone levels. That makes strength and resistance exercise better at that time, both for women and for men. The stress hormone cortisol, which can make you store fat and reduce muscle, is highest in the morning and ramps down throughout the day. That could make evening exercise more effective. And one study also showed that 6 p.m. workouts were better than 6 a.m. workouts for boosting energy and focus. In the end, though, the time of day that's best for exercise really comes down to you and your personal quirks. Is consistency your biggest pitfall? Getting enough sleep? Hurting yourself? Pick the time of day that makes it easiest to get your very best workout, and everything else will come a little easier. Lots of great lessons today, so let's do a quick recap. Starting with, when you're trying to form a new habit, don't focus on abstractions like, I'm going to work out more. Be really specific with what you want. And we learned that according to Dr. BJ Fogg, you need three things for a new habit to stick. It has to be effective, it has to be a behavior you want to do, and it has to be a behavior you can do. Impact, desire, and ability. Like I said before, I've been reading the book, and it's one of those books where, like, I read the first chapter, just the first chapter, and there's, like, one graph, and he just explains things in the first, I don't know, five, ten pages, and you're just like, this makes perfect sense. I mean, there's a lot more in the book, but... Basically, just from that first chunk, you're immediately like, I can, I can totally act on this. This is actionable, and I can start to form new habits. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Nice. And speaking of habits and exercise, the best time to exercise depends on your goals. Working out in the morning might be the best bet if you're trying to lose weight, but if you're into strength training, then you might want to wait to do it in the afternoon when your body temperature and testosterone levels are all jacked up. I mean, work out when you're going to work out. But, you know, if you want to optimize, this might help. Yeah. I lost a good deal of weight after my senior year of college, which was the year of college when I put on the most unnecessary poundage. And I did so because I was doing sprints every morning. That was, you know, something I attributed to for sure. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I do several types of workouts and I don't do this because it's most effective, but because it lines up with my schedule. But I do all of my runs early in the morning, and I do my strength training in the evening after work. It's a good time. Today's last story was written by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.